Welcome to the Idiot's Guide to Horror. Counteracting the toxic culture surrounding horror fandom and breaking down your favorite horror movies. With you as always, your host, Kara Yara Popovich. And Christopher Paul Haberman. So everybody turn off the lights, grab your clamshell, e-readers, your sex demons, and your toasters, and let's get ready to dissect It Follows. Your arms are full this time. You got you got arms full of stuff to grab to bring mm-hmm. bring to the table. Yeah, uh, it follows um, uh, horror uh, quote unquote elevated horror phenomenon uh, released in 2014, uh, directed written and directed by uh, David Robert Mitchell, which is three first names. Mm-hmm. Hate He's it. got three of them. Um, yeah. You can currently watch it on Netflix. Uh, we wanted to cover this movie for a long time. Um, but it was not streaming on anything, and now you could just you could just fucking watch it on Netflix, man. Yeah, for free. I mean, for, for twelve ninety nine a month. I don't know how much. Or, I don't it's pay like for Netflix. It's like fifteen a month now. You don't pay oh. for Netflix. Yeah, I don't pay. For, I don't pay for anything. I pay for Hulu. Do you want Hulu? You want my Hulu? I have I, my Hulu's linked to my Spotify. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I can give you, but I want to give you something. Did you like Spider Man? You, I, you, yeah, you already did. You already gave me your uh, your movies anywhere. And I only I have, have been 15 movies watching on there. movies anywhere. What was that? <laughs> I only have like 15 movies on there. Yeah, but they're they're premium quality movies. You can just watch Parasite whenever you feel like. Do I own and, Parasite? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I do enjoy Parasite. I do enjoy a good Bong Joon-ho. Um, mm-hmm. Also, before we even get into this movie, I just want to apologize to everybody that uh, I recommended a Scion Sono movie to for the last two years. Whoops. Um... Unfortunately, this is what happens when you are a fan of a man's work. Sometimes mm-hmm. uh, you end up uh, having to eat crow and stop enjoying things that you really enjoyed. So I apologize for uh, not knowing that uh, he was awful. <laughs> I mean, I feel okay. Remember Fight Club? Yeah. On a long enough timeline, everybody becomes awful. Yeah, but he's been accused of sexual assault by like multiple women, so mm. it's Awful. uh I I basically like I have been screaming his praises for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um and uh I I regret it now, but I have this isn't the first time I've been through this. I was a Louis C.K. fan back in the day and I every day I uh I regret it. Didn't he that. just win an Oscar? I, he won a Grammy. Oh, worse. Yeah. yeah. He, what would you yeah, win an Oscar for? Motherfucker won a Grammy. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um. Yeah. We haven't. We haven't even recorded since uh, the Oscars and the the debacle. Yeah. People are still talking about it at work. I, I don't. I. I mean, I was bored of hearing about it two days later. Uh, mm-hmm. The memes were good. Um. Obviously, the memes were, were good. Obviously, we're talking about. No, the I'm slap. not even going to say it. You know, you know what we're talking about. It's, mm-hmm. If it just look up, if you don't know what we're talking about, Google Oscars 2022 or carry on with your day. Like, yeah. just live a full life. Yeah. Who cares? Who gives a flying fuck? A lot of um, I. I think a lot of people. A lot of people do, and um, they shouldn't. It's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's silly at this point. Like, um, 
I just think it's funny that there were like a bunch of people, like a bunch of dudes being like, well, I would do the same for my woman. And I'm like, you would get on stage with, at, at the Oscars and slap comedian Chris Rock across the face. Beloved yeah. comedian. So in this highly unlikely scenario in which you are invited to the Oscars and you are sitting front row, you too would slap comedian Chris Rock on international television sure i don't think i would i don't know no you're a normal sane person well first of all i wouldn't be invited i would be (laughs) sitting at home in my pajamas eating popcorn like i you know was Mm -hmm. but yeah they sell do they serve popcorn at the oscars (laughs) i wonder if they serve popcorn at the oscars i mean i'm sure like if somebody asked for it they could get some yeah. popcorn. It's not like a dinner and and drinking thing like the uh, the Golden Globes are. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a it's a classy event. Did you see what Paris Hilton wore to the Emmys? I did. Stunning. Amazing. I also mm-hmm. saw her performing "Stars Are Blind" at the after party <gasps> with Olivia Rodrigo. I saw. I saw. I didn't see that. Is it on Instagram? I think it's somewhere on Instagram. I'll send it to you. Okay. Yeah, I got you. Don't worry. Anyway, that's, the movie it follows. Um, that was Paris Hilton reference for the week. <laughs> um, so it follows. Yeah, you can watch it on Netflix. It's uh, it's a couple years old now. Um, I guess more than a couple. I guess it's almost ten years old. Fuck me. Don't say that. Well, that's... my it came out in twenty fourteen at Cannes, mm-hmm. and then twenty fifteen worldwide. Okay, so it's, so it's not like quite. There. No. Um, but this was a pretty big deal when it came out. Uh, people, this, like, I I would credit this and The Witch with being the two movies that started to, like, make people who don't normally, like, talk about horror talk about horror. Um, so I'm glad that we could, uh, we could bring, bring it into the fold. Before um, It Follows came out, um, my, the movies that I watched were, like, 99% indie. Mm-hmm. It Follows came out. Came out. Yeah, came out. And this is all I care about now. Like, I've not thought about anything else since 2015. Was- yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. Like, it's... Okay, we're, we'll get into what we feel about it. Do you want to do a back-of-the-box description? It doesn't think. It doesn't feel. It doesn't give up. That's oh. Good. Okay, so... Picture it. 2015. You're doing whatever you're doing. Okay. You pick up a movie. You turn it around. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot how we did it. That's fine. After carefree teenager Jay sleeps with a new boyfriend, Hugh, for the first time, she learns that she is the latest recipient of a fatal curse that is passed from victim to victim. Victim. Victim to victim. Via sexual intercourse. Death. Jay learns will creep inexorably towards her as either a friend or a stranger. Jay's friends don't believe her, seemingly paranoid ravings, until they too begin to see phantom assassins and band together to help her flee or defend herself. They never see them, first of all. Um, also, like, I just, this is my first time realizing that Hugh has a name. He had two names. He did? Is that a spoiler? Oh, right, because he, he used a fake name. Yeah, Do we know Jeff. his real name? Jeff. Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> no, they said his full name in the movie one time 
before they go to his house. <laughs> beloved blue collar comedy tour comedian Jeff Foxworthy. Yeah, you remember? Yeah. Before he um, started doing stand up, he was in this movie <laughs> as the love interest. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, spoiler warning: uh, we're going to talk about this movie in depth, up to and including the ending. Um, so, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, please pause this episode and go watch it if you care about spoilers. Uh, if you're on the live stream, don't you f- don't you fucking go anywhere. Yeah, we need the viewers. Do not, do not you dare leave. Don't, or you'll be a victim. You will be a victim. Of it. Um, so, I guess we just dive right into the movie facts. I'm impressed with how many you found. Almost none. Like, I tried really hard. Um, this is really good. Uh, so, the film's concept derives from a recurring nightmare the director used to have where he would be stalked by a predator that continually walked towards him. Who doesn't have that dream every single night? <laughs> Um, in this movie, the time frame is intentionally kept undefined so that it resembles a dream. Some of the cars shown are from more recent times. So many appear to be from the 60s to late 80s. And early CRT television sets are shown whenever the character is watching movies. Conflicting technology. Um, you know, the, the clamshell. Mm-hmm. And she reads a book and uses it as a light source. And it also has bars. So I'm not sure if they're like cell phone bars or like battery bars. Yeah, it bars. has bars and a battery. Yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I'm reading about that one. It's very long. I I think that, like, I don't know, there was, like, a lot of debate as to what time this movie took place in. But just, like, re-watching it as a person, I don't know, like, I was like, oh, like, they're poor. <laughs> like, it's whatever time it is, and they're poor. Like, that's just what it felt like. To me, like I got oh, my people... first flat screen TV like five years ago. Yeah, like people who are like, was this in the eighties? Like apparently, did not grow up poor. That is like what most people I know's house looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I just I felt like it was not that difficult to define. Like she had a shell phone, mm-hmm. um, and. You know, it doubled as an e-reader. Um, there were nice cars. There were like there were like newer cars and stuff like that. Uh, they're just poor. They're just poor. They just have the poor people Afghans hanging out around the house and stuff like that. Like it's not, it's not that difficult to figure out. People, if you see things that are from a different time, it doesn't necessarily mean that it takes place in a different time. It just means that those things have not been replaced. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, Mike Lanier, who plays the very tall It, is a 7-7 Detroit resident who designs engines for General Motors and is one of the world's tallest twins. Dang, he's not even an actor. No, they they filmed in Detroit and they were picking, like, all of the extras were just regular old Detroiters. That's cool. Mm -hmm. So all the people that played It were... I don't know. That old lady It from inside the school looked familiar to me. She, I don't know if she looked familiar, but she looked like she knew what the hell she was doing, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you got the next one? Oh, I forgot what we were doing. Oh, a podcast. Hey, the colors red and pink were used to foreshadow the upcoming appearances of It as they appear either in the background or in a character's piece of clothing whenever It attacks. I didn't notice fuck? that. 
I'm yeah, no, I'm not that observant. That's like too much too much Easter egging. Um, mm-hmm. The director, David Robert Mitchell, said that neither a condom nor same gender sex would stop the monster and the curse would still be passed. And like, yeah, I, I do. I have. We'll talk about what we think mm-hmm. this movie is like, I guess, after uh, after oh, yeah, we discussed the plot. I've been it's, fighting with my boyfriend about it all week. It's a really like it's not going to take us any time at all to walk through this movie. Super simple plot. Um, mm-hmm. so we can really like get to the meat, um, and then we can right fight away. about it. Yeah. And then we can fight about it because I think that we are going to disagree. Unfortunately. I agree. Um, <laughs> um Jay is short for Jamie, a tribute to scream queen, Jamie Lee Curtis in the film. Jay has a sister named Kelly. Jamie Lee Curtis also has a sister named Kelly Curtis. That is okay. I've got to say, um, stretch. It's- I did the best I could. No, no, not you. I'm not talking to you, pal. I'm talking to the people who named her Jay after Jamie Lee Curtis. How is Jamie Lee Curtis supposed to know? Her name isn't Jay. They call her Jamie one time in the movie. They, I don't remember that. Her mother does. Oh. After she breaks her arm or something. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So without further ado, um, this is the uh, psychological horror film It Follows. Um, also, uh, just to throw out some cast names here, um, this movie stars, I don't quite know how to pronounce her name. I think it's just Micah, Micah Monroe, um, who is sort of like an indie scream queen darling. Um, I, I wish I knew how to pronounce her name. I feel like a jerk. Um, but, uh, she is also, uh. She was also in The Visit. No, not The Visit. What's the one? Oh, The Guest. Um, mm-hmm. With the guy that uh, played Matthew Crawley in Downton Abbey. That movie was really good. We should cover that eventually, just so I have an excuse to rewatch it. Um, and also Keir Gilchrist, uh, who uh, stars or starred, because it is no longer on, uh, on the Netflix series, is a typical um, and I think he was also, uh, what was the, the movie? Um, he was in Dead Silence. He was in Dead Silence. And then there was the one where it was him and Zach Galifianakis and Emma Roberts in a psych ward. Um, I don't, I don't know that one. It, it was. It's oh, I can see it. It's kind of a funny story. It's kind of a funny story. There we go. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple names if that makes you want to watch it more. Anyway. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Um, I'm not. <laughs> all right. So the movie opens up. Um, we get like a little prologue kind of thing, which I like when movies do this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a prologue where there's a girl that runs out of a house and she seems to be running away from something. And we don't see what it is. Um, and no one else seems to see what it is either. And then she gets to a beach and she's basically calling her parents to say her goodbyes. Mm -hmm. And when she, um, when she does like call them to say goodbye, like after she makes the call, it sort of hard cuts to her on the beach in the morning, uh, very dead. And, um, with her leg sticking in a direction that is not supposed to, um, so she's been horrendously mangled. Uh, yeah. And 
I think it was because she was running in high heels. I mean, that that is what it feels like to run in high heels. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like I've never done it, it. That's what it feels like is going to happen to you. I've only ever seen it done a couple times, like in this and in Jurassic World. Don't even get me started on Jurassic World, dude. Just not... It, not even just the shoes. The dress she's running in. Just... I don't remember it. Impractical. Impractical. Um, what about... Okay, impractical for a scientist? Isn't that what she was? Yes. Mm. Yeah. Low-cut halter? I, I can't remember, like... She, it was like a bodycon dress. Like, it was... They just went all in. They mm-hmm. just went all in. Um, so then we meet Jay, um, who is Micah Monroe, and she's just floating in a pool. Uh, her kid sister and her friends are inside, and she goes in, and you know she gets ready for a date with uh, a guy that she has been kind of seeing, I guess. Um, she's a college student uh, living at home. And um, so she goes on the stage. She goes to the theater with this guy who looked incredibly familiar to me, but I can't figure out where I've seen him before. Oh, I'll look um, it up. Hold on. Okay. Um, and uh, he, he was wants- in It. What was that? Chap- he was in It Chapter 2 and three of the Fred movies. Oh. And I know how big of a fan of Fred you are. Who's Fred? He was an internet kid. He talked in a high voice. Oh, he was in Zombievers. Um, Fred is Lucas Cruikshank from um, the internet. He talks in a very high-pitched voice very fast. Oh, that. I forgot about that probably on purpose. Um, but <laughs> Zombievers is uh, definitely the thing that I'm I'm knowing this guy from. Um, mm. That's got to be it. Um so, yeah. So she's going to the movies with Zombievers, and right. I don't know what they're seeing. So I don't think they do either. But they're playing this game. I'm going to start playing forever. And <laughs> what's that? It's the trade game. You get two guesses. Oh right. Um, and you pick somebody at random out of the crowd who you'd want to trade change places with. And the other person has two guesses to figure out who you picked and why. And so, Hugh picks first, and she guesses, and he's like, no, I want to be this, like, three-year-old baby, because you get to shit wherever you feel like. Right, and we're, which is we're all like, like, yeah, girl, run. Yeah, first of <laughs> so all. Like, that's a red flag. If he's like, I want to trade places with that baby so I can poop whenever I want to. Like, you already have that power. I can poop power. whenever I want to. I can poop yeah. whenever I want to. <laughs> you already have that power. We all do. We just we just do it not in our pants. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just feels like, I don't know, like maybe you could do better, you know, than that guy. That I'm sure is... she could, and we'll get to that so soon. Right, right. Um, so but then... When Jay he... picks... Right. And Hugh, his first guess, he picks... They're in the theater now, sitting down, eating their popcorn, which we didn't have at the Oscars. But he says, oh, he thinks he wants to be that girl in the yellow dress. And so Jay turns around and she doesn't see anybody there. And he's like, um, she's standing right there. But then he's like, oh, God, we got to get out of here right now. So they just leave. Right. 
yeah, they just straight up leave the theater before the movie even starts. Um, mm-hmm. We don't see the girl in the yellow dress. Um, and so the next day she's telling her sister about the date and this, her sister says like have you like and the implication is like have you had sex with him mm-hmm. she says no um that she knows he wants to but she just didn't feel like comfortable or safe with him then that night uh so then their next date happens and they're on the beach and they start kissing and she's like let's go back to the car and in the car they do what two adult people do when they like each other very 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 much and um then afterwards both of the doors are open both of the back doors are open and she lays across the seats on her stomach Mm -hmm. and she's just kind of musing about like how there's nothing to look forward to when you're a grown-up there's nothing like that exciting anymore and he creeps up behind her and he uh he takes an uh an ether rag to her face knocks her out and when she comes to he has her strapped to a wheelchair in her bra and shorts and he's explaining to her what happens next would you like to elaborate this camera work here is my favorite camera work maybe in any movie ever whenever it's like strapped to that wheelchair because jay is tied up to a wheelchair and he's telling her um uh Somebody passes on to me, and I pass it on to you. Um, and I need you. Like he, he's tied her up here to make her believe what he's telling her is true. Um, he tells her it can look like somebody you know or a stranger. Whatever helps you. Whatever helps to get close enough to touch you. Um, it can only. It can look like anybody, but there's only one of it, and it's going to look like people you love to hurt you. So he's wheeling her across this empty car park, and we see a a scantily clothed, naked woman. (laughs) Scantily clothed as in she's not wearing any clothes at all. Scant-a-clothed, you know? (laughs) Um, But she's slowly walking towards them, and, you know... She's walking towards him, and Hugh's saying, you can get rid of it by sleeping with somebody else, and if it kills you, it's going to come after me next. Never go to a place that doesn't have more than one exit. It's very slow, but it's not dumb. Right. Um, so then he takes her home where her sister and her sister's friends, one of whom uh, is named Paul and is obviously madly in love with her, um, he just like drags her out of the car and says, says like, don't touch her. Okay. And then just takes off. Um, and, uh, in not really traditional horror movie fashion, what we see next is that like the police are called and mm-hmm. she gets taken to the hospital and, um, she like is going through like a sort of traumatic healing process. Um, but really the most important thing that happens next is that uh she's in school like she's a she's a college student she's in class 
and the teacher, you know, the professor is giving a lecture and she looks out the window. Jay looks out the window and she sees an old woman in a hospital gown ambling towards her very slowly. And then when Mm -hmm. she goes out into the hallway, somehow the old woman is inside of the school and still ambling towards her very slowly. Um, So she runs away screaming and uh, she doesn't go back to class. Um, So, okay, here's what I would do. Should I have ever catch this sex demon? Mm-hmm. I would close the door of the room I'm in and not leave it. Yeah, like you would. Yeah, but we find out later that that doesn't do anything, right? Like it doesn't like doors don't do much. Well, w- whenever we get to spoiler later on at Greg's house mm-hmm. and. That door stopped it. True. OK. Um Quentin Tarantino hated this movie, by the way. He's actually, I was going to read his his as one of my reviews I knew for you Letterboxd Beat Street, even though I don't agree with him necessarily. Like, I understand what he's saying about logistics, but it's like, bitch, have some mm-hmm. imagination. Like, shut up. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I just thought it was funny that there's, like, such a public figure that mm-hmm. had so much to say about this movie and in such detail. Like, you can tell that he watched it more than once and was just trying to wrap his brain around it, um, which I think is really funny. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, Paul and Yara, who are friends of Jay's sister, Kelly, um, they agree to help, to help and spend the night uh at jay and kelly's house um so jay sees another woman in their kitchen who's like urinating yeah peeing herself with like one titty hanging out of her bra which i didn't understand the point of i don't necessarily think we need to see as many boobs in this movie as we do see so we don't really everybody peeing in movies yeah i had just right before this i watched evil dead Oh, and there's lots of pee. Lots of pee. Lots of pee in that one. But it's still my favorite requel. It is a good requel. Um, Maybe Scream Scream's out now, so, you know, Scream. Oh, my God. I, I keep watching it. I know. It's so good. It's so good. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> um, someone smashes the kitchen window. There's no one there. Um... Yeah, Jay sees that urinating lady. Um, She runs upstairs to the others, and they can't see her. But then Jay is, like, backed into a corner, and, like, somebody's pounding on the door, and she's like, don't open it. And they're like, who is it? And it's like, you know, Yara's behind. It's like, it's just me. And then, Mm -hmm. like, when they open the door, there's that, like, huge man. Seven foot seven. Seven foot seven, who just blows right through Yara like Casper mm-hmm. the Friendly Ghost, but not friendly because it's a giant hovering man. Um, yeah. People that tall make me very nervous. Hmm. Also, I'm is, very there tall. A, is there a bird's nest right outside of your window? What is happening? Oh, can you? I'm cultivating birds. Can you hear that? <laughs> I don't. It sounds like you have like a a colony. They're Are building you... a nest in the tree next door. Oh, okay. They're working together then. That's important. It's a red um, one. What's that one called? Uh, red Cardinal? birds. Oh yeah, that was it. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, pretend like we're in Snow White. Yeah. Um. So they outrun. Jay Jay gets away from the tall man. Mm-hmm. Um. She goes to. She gets on her bike, and gets away to a swing no shoes. Set. But no she's shoes. riding a bike. That would hurt. That would hurt. It would hurt really bad. I used to, I think when I was a kid, I used to ride a bike with no shoes a couple of times. But then she like goes to a park and like, I don't want to walk on mulch and no shoes. That's how you get splinters mm-hmm. and dirt yeah. on your feet. I mean, I'm not trying to victim blame here, but G.A. does <laughs> a lot of things wrong in this movie. Yeah, she's not the smartest. Mm-hmm. Um, not to just be that bitch, but like Jay is not a smart protagonist. And no, I, and I like that. I I like it too, but also like there's a couple of times where I'm just like so frustrated. Because I'm like, oh my god, you dumb idiot! Like, get it together. Make one decision that isn't going to like ruin everything, please. They um, never do. No, no, not once. Even like the mm-hmm. big idea that they have, which we're you know we're coming stupid. up on because we're kind of breezing right through this. But, like, the big idea that they have, and I agree with Quentin Tarantino on this one, what the fuck is that? Well, I read the director say, I read an article. We should wait. To, oh, sorry. Okay. Sorry. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah. Okay. So, Park, mulch feet. Um, we now meet Greg, who is making out with a girl or smoking a marijuana cigarette with a girl. Mm-hmm. And he has now joined the crew at the park. And... You know, they're all, they make a plan to find Hugh. So, they f- they go to the... They find they out find, his real name. They find his old house where he was squatting. Right. And somebody touches all of his dirty used Kleenex that he's ejaculated into. I know. That is disgusting. Nobody's making was, good decisions. I think it was Paul. I think it was Paul. Oh, God, Paul. If I didn't like that show you were in. Um, <laughs> but they find in there, they find a photo of Hugh in high school with a with a Letterman jacket on. So they find that high school and they go there and they're like, bitch, who's this bitch? And the, they just tell them who this bitch is. They yeah. say, oh yeah, here, look through these yearbooks, please, strangers. Look through <laughs> these yearbooks. And um, I wish, I thought I had a name. Um, his name or her name? No, but Jeff Redmond. Yeah, yeah, and they find his address. Mm-hmm. Um, and when they go, when they get there, they realize that. Uh, well, Jay realizes that one of the people that she's been seeing is Hugh Jeff's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, which is you know uncomfortable. Um, so he like is like you found me. And mm-hmm. so he explains again what's going on, even though I don't really understand why we needed this like extra exposition. Um, In case because, you forgot, yeah, we already knew mm-hmm. uh, what's going on here. But he said he had a one night stand, and that's how he got it, and he passed it along to her. And the only way that she can like get rid of it is if she has sex with someone else. Um, and that's uh that's a loaded gun to carry you know nobody Mm -hmm. wants that kind of pressure um except for jeff who apparently was just fine doing that to jay um i mean i'm sure it wasn't easy i mean i also wouldn't have courted her first 
Right. Yeah, no, he he really like acted like he liked her and like mm-hmm. took her on several dates and stuff like that. Um and then we find out he's a high schooler pretending to be a twenty one year old. Um so uh they all go to Greg's family's uh lake house and this is like their big smart idea for mm-hmm. how they're going to get you know hide from it which is like why would you go near a body of water you don't have that many places to go um you can get a very cheap plane ticket like you can fly um not spirit the other spirit the one that goes to france yeah but won't it just find you on a plane Frontier. and then you're trapped on the plane there's only one of them it has to walk mm. jeff said so so right. you take a you get a forty nine ninety nine flight on Frontier Airlines to Paris, France. Let's see it walk across the ocean, guys. It might be able to walk underneath the ocean. Yeah, sure. How long is that going to take? Long time, but they um, they. My bad. Oh, like, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like this is dumb because, like, sand slows you down. You can't really run in sand. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to do? Like, run on the water? Like, what? why was this their idea? But anyway, um, he teaches Jay how to shoot a gun mm-hmm. um, just in case. And then the then it, uh, it plays a clever little trick and uh, shows up as Yara. Yeah, I loved that. And attacks Jay. Um, they, this is crazy because it like pulls her hair, and we just mm-hmm. see her hair go up, which I think is one of the most chilling, like simple and chilling, like effective scares of the movie. Um, but they just start randomly whacking at it. They break a chair over its body, um, and Jay shoots it several times. Um, and it just stands right back up and attacks Jay again, and it takes the form of a, one of the boys next door that likes to just watch her all mm-hmm. the time because she's very pretty. She's like the pretty girl in the neighborhood, so there are boys that, you know, stare at her all the time. Um, she gets into Greg's car and just starts driving it, but she's too distraught to drive, so she crashes in a cornfield, and then she wakes up in a hospital with a broken arm. Um, uh, this is this is where I would be very scared, waking up in a hospital like with no way out, like I'm stuck here. Right, but then Greg is interested in having sex with her, so he has sex with her because he still doesn't believe that this is a thing, no mm-hmm. matter what he sees, because he's the Dana Scully of this movie. It doesn't matter how many times he has encountered the goddamn thing or he has seen proof of its existence, he still doesn't believe it exists, and he's trying to get it in anyway. Um, and he does. And he does. They have sex in the hospital bed. Um, like, you get caught. How do they not get caught? Like, I don't understand movies, like hospital movies. Like, going back to Scream 2022 again. Mm-hmm. Whenever um, they're going back for little girl, whose name I forget right now. There's one guard in that whole floor. Yeah, hospitals are just, like, so easy to thwart in horror movies. It's crazy. Every hospital I've ever been to is, like, jam-packed with people. Right. Staff, nurses, doctors, people. And they're all trying to stop you from getting anywhere. Mm -hmm. Um, So, she sees, you know, a few days later, um, 
JC's the entity like looking like Greg and walking towards Greg's house, but she sees, you know, she knows she can recognize that it's not really Greg. Because um, he takes a rock and smashes he, the window in. Yeah, he takes like, yeah, yeah. But also just like the cadence, like the way that he's walking and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, she uh, calls Greg and he doesn't answer. And then she runs to the house and like she goes upstairs. And uh, it's uh, it's pretty disturbing. Mm-hmm. Um, she sees Greg's mother and she's half naked and she's banging on Greg's door, and um, Jay's just sort of looking at it in horror, mm-hmm. and then it gets in the door, and Jay opens the door and sees what happens when it gets you, which is that it fucks you, bangs death. you, yeah, yeah. Um, the entity is. Very much on top of Greg, who is very dead. Um, yeah. And then she once again gets in a car and drives away and gets to a beach <laughs> again. Because for some reason, these bitches keep going to the beach. Stop going to the beach. I mean, what would you do? Literally anywhere but the beach. You're Not supposed to go right somewhere with multiple exits and you're going somewhere where you have to run on sand or run underwater or run mm-hmm. through like woods. Stop. Stop going to the beach. It's dumb. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. You know, girls, they only like the beach. They like to go to the beach. They like to go to the mall. I mean, I love the beach. I love the beach. But am I trying to go there when I'm trying to run away from like a demonic entity that it like is just going to follow me no matter what? And I literally have to run. No. no, no. Give me asphalt. Give me a track. Give, give me, me a treadmill. Give me a treadmill. <laughs> no, it'll get you on a treadmill. That's the only thing dumber than the beach. Um, but what if it couldn't keep up with me? Because I'm running on the treadmill and it's walking slowly behind me. <laughs> like it would, it would keep falling right off. So she is on the beach, and then she sees three men about her age on the boat on a boat in the water and so she just offers herself up to them uh she just un takes off her clothes and walks into the water and then the scene cuts Um, yeah i don't i don't know if i believe she did it i mean um well paul is like i'll have sex with you like that's what happens next is that when she goes home paul's like listen Mm -hmm. like i love you i will have sex with you um, and then we can both see this thing and fight it together. And she's like, no, no. But she was willing to have sex with Greg. She was willing to have sex with these three men in the boat. So I think that she did give it to somebody yeah. in the boat. At least one of them. Right. Um, but she has feelings for Paul, which is why she doesn't want to get him murdered, I think. Right. So then they come up with this plan. Oh, yeah. Bad plan. So they think for some reason that it can't fuck with water, right? Like, that's like that's where this is coming from. They're like, it can't fuck with water. And they come up with this plan to lure it to a swimming pool um, and then to drop electrical appliances into the water. So they've got they go, they set up at the swimming pool. 
they've got TVs, they've got radios, like they've just got a bunch of like big old, old electrical appliances, which I would like to point out that if this were like the 80s, those things mm-hmm. would still be expensive and not things that they could just like find laying around to throw into the water. So thank you very much. This movie is just about poor people. Um, I don't think anybody thought anything through at all. No. The pool is so big. Yeah. That throwing a toaster in it would do nothing. <laughs> I know. So so now Jay is like the bait. She's like in the pool. She's just Cast wading around. in the water, pissing me off. <laughs> I don't know. I've, when last night I broke my elbow, uh huh. I fell into the ocean because I was at the beach. And um, <laughs> I was going on vacation. I already, like, I can't help but I broke my elbow. I could have helped it, I guess. But like, I fell in the ocean. I right. had to get it sawed off. Oh my god. Otherwise, it would mold. So Ugh. my dad took went to the hardware store, bought a saw, and back at the condo sawed a cast off my arm. And there she is just like letting it letting mold. it soak. Yeah. She's going to get gangrene. <laughs> I guess that's the least of her problems at this point. I um, guess so. She's also got this thing following her and also stupid ass friends that come up with ideas like this to help get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um but uh she sees the entity and um it's her dead dad. But she doesn't and, tell anybody that. Yeah. It's so a secret. it's supposed to get into the pool with her, but instead of getting into the pool, it starts throwing the electrical appliances at her. Yeah, so instead of it following, it throws. It throws. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It now is aggressive, which is... Mm-hmm. that's We'll get into this when we go over Quentin Tarantino's very long statement about why mm-hmm. this movie pissed him off. Um, so he... Paul is trying to figure out where it is, and he's just, like, firing the gun randomly, and he accidentally hits Yara, but he eventually shoots the shoots it in the head. Mm-hmm. And they cover it with a sheet, and Paul keeps shooting at it, and it falls into the pool. And then Jay's trying to get it out of the pool, but it pulls her back underwater. And then Paul shoots it again in the head. I don't know how. I know. And it sinks down to the bottom, and she gets out. And they see the pool filling with blood. Um, so they have That's the whole scene. Beat it, kind of. Um, mm. But then Paul and Jay have sex. And yeah. <laughs> and then Paul drives past some prostitutes. Yeah. And then, and the then lo- Yara's in the hospital, and then Paul and Jay walk home holding hands. Right. But they're being followed. Yes, they're so. being well. It's it's ambiguous. We it's don't ambiguous. know. There's a figure walking behind them, but it could be just like somebody's grandma. But it shows up mid scene, like because right. it it's focusing on the front of Jay and Paul holding hands, and then it cuts down and it cuts back up, and then the figure is there following them. But it's not walking like the other. It's it's no. walking more like a human being. No, so that's it. Follows. Very short. It's very it's, short. It's just I mean, the very not easy that short. to describe. Um, so mm-hmm. 
before we take a walk down Letterbox B Street, um, I would like to uh, go over this uh, statement from Quentin Jerome Tarantino, um, who says, and this is a direct quote. I can't do a Quentin Tarantino voice. I was going to try, but yeah, I don't think I could do it. Um, I don't think I could keep it up at least. It's the best premise I've seen in a horror film <laughs> in a long, long, long time. The fact that he didn't just take it all the way makes me not just disappointed, but almost a little angry. He, and this, he's referring to David Robert Mitchell, could have kept his mythology straight. He broke his mythology left, right, and center. We see how the bad guys are. They're never casual. They're never just hanging around. They've always got that one look, and they always just progressively move towards you. Yet in the movie theater, the guy thinks he sees the woman in the yellow dress, and the girl goes, what woman? Then he realizes that it's the follower. So he doesn't realize that it's the follower upon just looking at her. She's just standing in the doorway of the theater smiling at him, and he doesn't immediately notice her. You would think that he, of anybody, would know how to spot those things as soon as possible. We spotted them among the extras. The movie keeps on doing things like that, not holding on to the rules that it sets up. Like, okay, you can shoot the bad guys in the head, but then it just works for 10 seconds? Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense. What's up with that? Then all of a sudden, the things are aggressive and they're picking up appliances and throwing them at people? Now they're strategizing? That's never been a part of it before. I don't buy that the thing is getting clever when they lower him into the pool. They're not clever. Also, there's the gorgeously handsome geeky boy, and everyone's supposed to be ignoring that he's gorgeous because that's what you do in movies. That kid obviously has no problem having sex with her and putting the thing on his trail. He's completely down with that idea. So wouldn't have wouldn't it have been a good idea for her to fuck that guy before she went into the pool so that at least two people could see the thing? It's not like she would have been tricking him into it. It's what I would have done. Oh, Quentin. Yeah, so... That's uh, before we walked down Letterbox Beat Street. We we uh, we had a moment with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I would just like to say that I 100% agree about the pool scene. That was very it's it's very annoying to me that all of a sudden it was picking up toasters and whipping them at Jay's head, even though it had not done anything like that previously. There were things around constantly that it mm-hmm. could have thrown at her. Yeah, I agree. I don't agree with everything Quentin said, but I agree with that part. We yeah. don't know how long. Um, we don't know if that lady was standing in the doorway and smiling at the movie theater. She could have been like walking in. Well, what he's just saying is that like it's like they all have the same look. Mm-hmm. They all have the same sort of thing that they're doing. They're all just sort of like ambling and like blank, you know, expressionless faces, and then. There's suddenly, you know, they're walking towards you like they all look the same. And that's he does make a good point about like we can figure out who they are amongst all the other people that are in like Mm -hmm. a crowded space. Like we as an audience are like, that's that's the threat right there. Mm -hmm. So him, first of all, being willing to sit in a movie theater. (laughs) Yeah, bad idea. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, There are whole plot device. There are holes. There are a lot of holes in in the way that this works. But I don't think it makes it a less enjoyable movie. It's just that he's a filmmaker. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I think that he just noticed those things. And I think it's valuable to point them out, even though I don't necessarily agree that it was like a disappointing movie. Um, no, I actually vehemently oppose looking for holes in this movie. <laughs> 
That's fair. Um, what did you pull as your review? I have a five-star review from uh, reviewer Ethan Trust, who says, A genius blend of horror and coming of age that combines the dread of growing up with the lingering presence of a sexually transmitted demon. All right. That's a good one. Um, I have two. Um, mm-hmm. One one is a little bit... Well, no, neither one is long, but one's hella short. Um, so this one is from Robert Franco on Letterboxd that actually just watched it on March 30th for the first time um, and said, I found it... Oh, I found it very amusing when her friend got upset that she passed the sexually transmitted demon to a different guy and not to him. That was one of the most hilariously realistic depictions of a sexually frustrated high schooler I've ever seen. And then uh, (laughs) this one uh, is from Sri, uh, who gave it five stars and said, guess I'll die. Yeah, it happens. (laughs) All right, um, so it does pass the Bechdel test uh, with flying colors. Uh, it does fail the Duvernay test, unfortunately. Um, it's very white cast, actually, like pale, pale white. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Idiot's Guide to Gorer. I think even a two. I mean, it's just yeah, the leg. It's just the thing in the beginning, and then like mm-hmm. the blood, like floating in the pool at the end, right? Like, yeah. There's not much going on. I wouldn't say that it isn't, like... I would say on the scary meter, like, the guy getting fucked to death by the thing that looks like his mom. Very horrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like an edifice very out scary. of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's... It's really unsettling. I would give that, like, a five on the scary scale. Um, turns my stomach every time. Um, all right. Are you... Hey, sir. You want to get some keys? <gasps> I didn't even bring them. Oh, that's okay. Jingling-a-ling. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Edit that part out. <laughs> every week on Idiot's Guide to Horror, we like to imagine that we have been given the keys to remake or reboot the film that we are talking about. And then we tell you what we would keep in because we think it's flawless and what we would trash the second we got the chance because we think it's a doo-doo. So, Chris, this week, what was flawless for you? The score by Disaster Piece is perfect. It's amazing, dude. I I listened mm, to it on Spotify later earlier this week. It it's is one of the greats. Standing. It is like Suspiria-level good. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's one of the greats for sure. Mm-hmm. Um... I uh I don't know. Um I really yeah, really impressed with that. Um just like the it's like dreamy synth music. Um, nightmare music. Nightmare music, exactly. Yeah, there's something very strange about it. Um and what else? The cinematography, especially on the wheelchair scene, is my favorite thing I've ever seen in my entire life, hands down. I will not get as much enjoyment from anything else in life, including the birth of my first child. (laughs) That scene is, like, cemented into my brain. It's amazing. My first child, if I ever have one. Like, seeing that sight, you know, like, oh, look, I'm born, father. And I'm like, okay, but I've already seen, you know... (laughs) It's going to come out and say, Father, I am born. <laughs> I, I have been born. And I'm like, okay, that's great, but let me stop you right there. Because I've already seen It Follows. So Right. Um, I liked the premise of this movie also. Um, I don't... It's never been done. And it's, it's a, like a fresh idea. Yeah. 
for sure. And how and, often do you come across a fresh idea in a horror movie? Right. And um, also, actually, before we get any further, what do you think it is? Okay. Shut up, everybody. Shut up. Stop talking. Now, here's what I think it is. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is a nightmare movie. It doesn't have to have any real meaning. The meaning I derived from it is the same dumb idea the kids got in It. Spoiler alert, if you have not read the book, It came out in 1988. Um, remember when all the kids go down in the, in the sewer and fuck Beverly? Yeah. I believe that they use sex as a way to age themselves up in that so that in this movie, they're using sex as a way to enter adulthood. And she says there's nothing to look forward to in life when you're an adult. This is all you have to look forward to is the inevitably slow creeping death coming up upon you. I cannot believe this. We agree. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We agree. No, we don't. Um, I do think that you have, yeah, like it's about mortality, right? Like it's definitely about mortality and they're using sex as that bridge, like that ultimate bridge of like childhood innocence into like adulthood. And like, yeah, she does like she encounters the thing for the first time after she has sex and then she like gives this very like traditional speech, like a little Mm -hmm. monologue about, you know, we have nothing left to look forward to. Like when I was a kid, I used to like daydream about like holding hands with boys and like riding in cars with my friends. And like all of those things are like very commonplace now. And that's something that I think about like a lot. Like I'm like, man, Mm -hmm. being excited about all that shit is behind me. Like I've had all my firsts pretty much like, you know, that's all behind me. And all that there's left to look forward to now is just like the slow Gradual march to death. Sorry, everybody. It's an upper. I don't believe that we are together on this one. Really? Yeah, because I thought you would have picked something different. <laughs> what did you think that was coming? Well, the same thing like everybody else thinks. Well, I'm not saying you're like everybody else. I'm just saying like a lot of people go for the very obvious. That it's an STD. Yeah. That's what I thought that you thought it was. I was like, wow. yeah. Yeah, so I was like, oh boy. We're <laughs> I was like sitting here screaming at Steve, telling him about this, this tunnel scene from It, where they all go down and bang Beverly. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is, they were children. They had to be adults to fight the clown demon. Right. And in this movie, they were children. They had sex and now they will die. Right. And he's like, I don't think so. And I'm like, you're entitled to that, but... Here's why I'm right. Yeah, no, I I absolutely 100% agree with you. I I think that STD is like if it was just an STD, I think that it wouldn't be as like involved. There wouldn't be as much like mythology around it. It wouldn't mm-hmm. be like this slow thing that like gradually follows you. Um I think that the fact that it is like something that you can like get rid of or like you know not it doesn't keep trying to kill you no but you have to have sex again to pass it on and sex is the only thing that gives me any enjoyment in life anymore sorry mom (laughs) (laughs) right it puts puts off death for a little bit longer so you're doing you know you're just like making yourself happy and I also feel like just even like at the beginning like his point was reinforced when we were talking about that quote where he was like 
it wouldn't matter if they wore a condom. It wouldn't matter if they had part if they had like same sex partners. He's like mm-hmm. trying to say like this is not about STDs or pregnancy. Like there is more to this, and like sex is just like a vehicle, right? To like you know make the plot move along. And I don't know. I think that that's I. That was what I was going to say. I think it's flawless. I think that as a metaphor, this is incredible because it's nuanced and it's subtle and it could be about like anything about like Mm -hmm. the burgeoning shitty feelings that you get when you realize that you're an adult and your youth is behind you like right i yeah it's it's a really interesting language for that and i think that using sex as that like bridge is really good and he did it in a way that isn't terrifying and creepy and pedophilic like the end of it Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. If you could change anything about this movie, what would it be? That fucking, like, why? Why with the pool? Okay, so here's what I read about the pool scene. Um, in a, many a horror movie, the cast of characters find a way through some means outside of their own to stop whatever entity is following them. Like, you know, there's a plot point and they're like, oh, look. This is how we stop it. These kids have no idea how to stop it. So they were just like trying to think of something logical to themselves. But why was it able suddenly to start aggressively throwing things? Okay, he didn't mention that part in the in the interview I read. So, yeah, I see that. I've never yeah. noticed it before. Like I never let it I've, it never bothered me until you brought it up, you and Quentin. Um and it will probably bother me for every time I watch it from now on. Yeah. It's like um, when you're watching a zombie movie and all of a sudden one zombie starts running. Or, like, there's the zombie. I recently accidentally rewatched I Am Legend. And, like, there's the zombie that's, like, randomly really smart. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. is not, like, you have to establish rules. Otherwise, What like, about in Fido? Fido's different. Fido's, like, goofy. Mm-hmm. Grandma's fallen and she's getting up. Yes. I laughed so hard. It's a good one. Um, mm. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, I that's that's my only big qualm that I have. Um, yeah, that's my only big qualm that I have. Like that. These, you know, all of a sudden, like this entity, which couldn't literally do anything but lumber towards you slowly for, you know, like an hour and like 20 minutes, suddenly is able to start whipping TVs at its person. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. It's it's not in line with like the rest of the thing that made it scary. Like the Mm -hmm. scary thing is that it's just like sort of slowly creeping up on you and then all of a sudden it like amps up that juice and like starts whipping shit at you no that's not it's not for me yeah and now that the whole movie is ruined for me with the rest of my life so yeah. whatever whatever yeah um <gasps> and i just got paid oh look at you congratulations uh would Thank you like you. to make an announcement now that we are oh wait first First, we can finish up the It Follows talk. Uh, what what would you rate it? 
Um, I will unapologetically give this movie five stars forever. Okay. This movie is the, like, when I saw this movie, I said, this is the movie of our entire generation. This is the best movie there will ever be, and it will never be topped. This is it for me. I will hang up my movie watching eyes from now on. I've seen all the movies there are to see. It follows was the greatest thing to ever come out. Unfortunately, then, shortly thereafter, The Witch came out, and I said the same thing about The Witch. Because The Witch is the best movie I've ever seen in my entire life. But unfortunately, Hereditary came out shortly after that, and I've said the same thing about Hereditary, and then Midsommar. Yeah. I mean, like, it's hard not to, like, keep saying these things about these incredible movies that keep coming out. I understand. So you're you're going to give it a big old five out of five. Five. All right. Um, I'm going to give it a four out of five because even though it has all of these massive plot holes and the characters are crazy stupid, I still enjoy this mm-hmm. movie. So it's doing something right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know? You're picking up what I'm putting down. Um, but uh, um, did I show you what I got? Oh, you got the St. Maud shirt. Yeah, uh, I got it in the co- color rose, like after rose ooh, glass. Oh, smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, so uh, yeah, you want to make an announcement? All right. Um, so, as you people, my loyal friends and fans, admirers, um, Followers, um, my betrothed may know. I have um, been at my current job for 11 miserable years. And over the last 12 months, I've been applying. And happily, we can say now that I'm starting a new job here um, next week. Nope, two weeks from now. Concubines, thank you. <laughs> and... um I'm really excited about it, and yes. So, in two weeks, not next week, we'll be doing normal. The week after that, we're going to find a new time to record because I'll be working a new schedule, but I'm really excited about it. Yay! So, um, streams are going to be moving to a different day. Um, and we haven't quite worked out yet how that's going to go. Um, but we are going to, uh, we are going to, um, you know, figure it out. We will always be here for you. Uh, but congratulations to Chris, um, because not to brag too much, but he came out on top in front of a lot of candidates, like a lot, like a lot, a lot, like Like, 866, like 866 candidates. And they recognize that Chris is the best. And I like want to go through all of the, like all of the videos where I look at you, like you're just an angel on earth and just be like, this is see. Everybody sees it now. People understand it. People see it. Everybody knows how great you are. The secret's out. Um, so well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, that's. Uh, do you want to do Idiot's Guide to Non Horror? Oh yeah, I have um, 
this I'm still watching anything MCU related. <laughs> so I could not finish Spider Man Far From Home. I turned it off. Ugh. I'll get back to it. I'm sure it's great. I just can't handle it right now. So I watched all of Loki. Okay. Fantastic. Really good stuff, yeah. I watched all of WandaVision, and WandaVision is now the greatest TV show I've ever seen in my entire life. It's so good. It's so good. I, w- I think, I, like, I put it on Letterboxd, best show I've ever seen in my entire life. And it's easily digestible, nine episodes. And I would also like to re- recommend The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I still have 20 minutes left of the last episode, but the pacing throughout the entire thing has been amazing. Yeah, um, I haven't gotten through that one yet. Um... I uh, I started it and it was like there was like a, a war criminal thing going on and I was kind of immediately like my eyes glazed over. Um, mm-hmm. I do want to see Hawkeye and I do want to see... I'm doing see, that next. I do want to see Moon Knight. I can't um, do Moon Knight yet. It's only one episode out. I need a, I need all six. Right. Um, well, I don't really know. I didn't really prepare a guide to non-horror. Um, I feel like... The thing that I just watched will actually get me in a lot of trouble if I recommend it, but I guess I'll just do it anyway. Um, I did watch all of Amy Schumer's new show, Life and Beth, um, mm. and I was pleasantly surprised by it. Also, like, I just, I, I'll i watch Michael Sarah do anything. I love him, mm. um, and he's fantastic in this um, as, like, a socially awkward farmer um, mm. who may be on the spectrum um, but, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. And if you hate Amy Schumer, I'm sorry that I don't always hate her. Um, I actually have been thinking a lot about people hating her since I started watching this. And I feel like, you know, I don't always agree with her and I don't always agree with the things that she says, but I feel like, um, this sort of like wokeness or whatever is like a new way to like bully women and like have internalized misogyny and like practice it. And um, I think that women need to allow for other women to develop and grow. And what, like the thing that uh, she talked about, I think that that's something that, you know, if anybody wants to have discourse with me about that, um, about the thing that she talked about, about the guy coming to her room when she was in college. Um, I think we could talk about that. I think that there's a lot that can be said about that, uh, that, uh, I don't know. I just think that there's probably a lot of hypocrites out there claiming that, um, claiming that they haven't been in similar situations or like not really seeing it from another side and other sides and just dogpiling. I think it's, that's 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 it that's it (laughs) i'm rambling i'm sorry um but anyway the show's pretty good it's uh surprisingly heartfelt and very sweet and then also funny in times and david byrne is in a couple of episodes david Mm -hmm. byrne guys okay david byrne's there and that's on hulu that is on hulu yes yeah um and also just uh just in general i recommend david byrne as a human being Enjoy David Byrne. Um, my shirt on backwards. What was that? No. I, I did tell the my same shirt was thing. I did the same thing. Like halfway through recording, I was like, "Oh no!" But it's not a tag. It's hmm. yeah. Who can tell? <laughs> um. Okay. Well. 
I guess uh, you can follow us. Uh, you can email us questions, comments, and recommendations to idiotsguidetohorror at gmail.com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, idiotsguidetohorror. Um, do not follow us on Twitter, as per usual. Please don't do that. That was that why will be. It, a, why is it still on here? It's it, I, because I think it's funny at this point to just tell people not to every week. Like it's don't fruit, waste your time. It's a fruitless effort. Um, mm-hmm. You won't you won't get anything out of it. Um, no. So uh, you, but we do have a Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash horror idiots. Um, Please follow us on Instagram. We're so close to 500 followers. <laughs> uh, that would be yeah. That's nice. Um, I need that. I need that justification. (laughs) Um, And then uh, please, please continue to rate our podcast on iTunes. Um, Help other horror movie fans find us or not horror movie fans. Just people who like to hear people ramble about things sometimes. Yeah, we're great Um, at that. And uh, also, just as a a non-horror recommendation, um, it is tomorrow is Rex Manning Day. So happy Rex Manning Day, Mm -hmm. everybody. Um, And if if you're going to be the same theater we are, um, (laughs) I don't I think we have assigned seats. So don't worry about it. Yeah. But the fuck um, keeps calling me over and over again. (laughs) I hope you enjoy uh, the movie Empire Records. You should definitely see it if you haven't seen it before. We are both big fans. Um, uh, Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, we're going to have a very brief after party cause I got to get out of here. But if you are watching the live stream, please stick around for the after party while I, uh, scramble to choose our movie for next week. Um, mm. or, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, Hey, 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 I got a new complaint. <laughs> um, be your own kind of film, bro. Yeah. And never waste your pain. Bye, everybody.